Welcome to Fostering Solutions, a podcast that uplifts people and enterprises making positive impact in communities around the world. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Foster. My guest today is Dr. Dondell Mormon, um, who is living in the Canal County area of, of uh, West Virginia. Dr. Dondell, how are you? I'm great, Dr. Foster. How are you doing today? Pretty good, pretty good. Tell the audience about yourself. Who is Dr. Dondell Mormon? Well, like you said, um, I'm located in Kanawha County, West Virginia, and I'm actually um, was born and bred in Charleston, um, sp- more specifically the East End of Charleston, West Virginia. So all the way um, from birth until now, I have resided in the Kanawha Valley area. Um, I'm also a pharmacist by trade, and more specifically, a clinical pharmacy specialist that I currently work for the Beckley VA as a licensed independent practitioner, and I'm a mother and definitely a community advocate. Awesome. Awesome. Sounds like you have your hands full right there, you can tell. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, So why pharmacy? What piqued your interest in a pharmacy career? Honestly, you know, I was one of those kids that made a decision about their career very early on. And initially it wasn't pharmacy. Mm. I wanted to be a doctor and a lawyer. Oh my. Um, (laughs) Yes. I definitely had great ambitions when I was younger. And it was actually in elementary school going into junior high school that I decided that neither one of them were really for me. Um, the doctor, not so much because of all the, the blood and guts, I'll say, Uh, I wasn't very particular (laughs) with blood or bodily fluids. Um, and then, you know, I got the time to spend a summer with an attorney and that experience just kind of turned me off from that, you know, that particular experience. So I decided, you know, I, I mean, helping people has always been a passion for me Mm -hmm. and, I thought pharmacy was the next best thing because I wouldn't really have to deal with the blood and guts of, of it all if I went in bed with the medical doctor. Okay, okay. So um, what, what was your road to pharmacy? Did you, where did you go to school? Tell the, you know, tell the audience about your, where you went to pharmacy school and is this your first um, career, a first, position in in pharmacy or have you had others? Well, I've definitely had others, but I went to pharmacy school at West Virginia University and graduated in 2005. So I've been a pharmacist for almost 16 years. It'll be 16 years in May. Mm -hmm. After I obtained my doctorate in pharmacy, I did a pharmacy practice residency at Cabell Huntington Hospital. Mm -hmm. And I stayed on there after my residency for a little while and worked with them. Then an opportunity came open at the University of Charleston School of Pharmacy. So I've also been in education as a pharmacist. Mm -hmm. So teaching the future of pharmacy Mm -hmm. over at UC. And I have had the pleasure of working in various settings, um, like in the retail um, forum as well. So that's what people consider like your traditional pharmacist. Right, that's, that's also the pharmacist we see, yeah. Right. 
those are those are the frontline pharmacists and they definitely take a beating day in and day out. So I definitely applaud them every day. And I've had that experience myself in, in different um, retail, for different retail chains. And let's see, um, after that, I went to back to work to Cabell and then went into retail again. Mm-hmm. And then the opportunity became open at the Beckley VA. One of my classmates in pharmacy school mm-hmm. was working there at the time and shared the opportunity with me. And I have been there since, I think this is my seven year mark. So 2014, I actually just had my anniversary last week. Okay. So you've been a, a, a pharmacist at a hospital and hospital setting. Yes. And the retail setting, which is the, the pharmacist that we're most familiar with yes. and with the Beckley Veteran, Veterans Administration. So yeah. are there other unusual places where we would find, where we can find um, pharmacists? Well, definitely you can find pharmacy or pharmacists and regulation, you know, so um, pharmacy law is another place that pharmacists oh, okay. can practice. Mm-hmm. Um, also in research and development, you pharmacists are involved in actually creating the drugs that okay. help us uh, with the diseases that we battle. Uh, another awesome opportunity that I've had within the past few years is being a medical expert for an attorney and reviewing a case for him to see if it was related uh, to medications, if the, the um, ill outcome was related to medications. So there are, there's definitely another side of pharmacy that people really don't see. Mm-hmm. And honestly, you know, there's even opportunities for pharmacists to specialize. As I said before, I did a pharmacy practice residency, mm-hmm. but you can actually go on to do a second year residency and some pharmacists specialize in oncology, um, ambulatory care, uh, nephrology. So almost anything um, that you'll see in the medical field, you can possibly see a pharmacist specializing in that as well. Yeah, because there are like specialty pharmacies where they... Um, those are more compounding. Compounding, so, yes. Yes, yes. yes. So those are um, considered more of like the, the retail setting because typically they have a, a specialty pharmacy side and then a retail side, but the specialty pharmacies do a lot of compounding. They'll actually help with um, doing like home IV therapy. Mm-hmm. They'll do a lot of that. And then let's say you have a baby who is on a medication chronically, they um, can actually formulate that. So it's easy for the baby to be able to take. So it's almost like they are make, doing mixing and, and, yeah. and having and yeah. topicals. There's a whole lot of things. It's just, it's not everything that you just take by mouth, but topical preparations, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then, like I said, the IV therapy, they also do um, a lot of durable medical equipment rental as well. Interesting. There's a whole lot to pharmacy that you may not even realize. <laughs> Absolutely. A lot of people, and you know, when I went into it at first, I was under the impression, you know, that a pharmacist is what you see in retail, but there's mm-hmm. definitely another side to pharmacy and, and people, you know, some people might be turned off by the face-to-face um, interaction with that pharmacist in the retail setting deal with, but that's not your only option in pharmacy. That is good to hear. So is there a great demand for pharmacists usually? Compared to when I graduated from pharmacy school, the demand for pharmacists has actually decreased uh, because of all the pharmacy schools popping up across the nation. 
Okay, so it's almost like as the as the supply increased, mm -hmm. the demand decreased. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, and honestly, I can't verify this, but I've heard that pharmacists' salaries have actually gone down, mm. and they're at, and you know when I graduated, a pharmacy practice residency was more optional to be competitive in the pharmacy field. Mm -hmm. But now it's something that people are looking more for to kind of set themselves apart. Interesting. But, it, but it's still, still a great career with a great, you know, absolutely great, uh, income earning potential, I'm sure. Absolutely. And I know um, a lot of my classmates have actually become entrepreneurs you know, in awesome. the, in unrelated to pharmacy, but have used the, the money that they have gained in that career to branch out into other things. It's wonderful. So have you experienced any hurdles along the way? You know, what uh, hurdles, if, if any, have you um, had to overcome on your journey um, in pharmacy? Well, I mean, a lot, a lot of my hurdles began in like primary education, just because of the classes and things that they put me in. I've always been very math and science driven. Those were my favorite subjects in school. And I actually took extra science classes as my electives instead of things, you know, like gym and art. Yeah. I was, you know, taking another anatomy class, you know, and, or physics, you know, trying to, to make sure I expose my, myself to math and science as much as possible, because I always knew that I wanted some type of career in STEM. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and, you know, sometimes I wasn't always put in the correct classes because of the way that I looked, you know, and um, I, I remember being in high school and my counselor walking into one of the classrooms and looked at me and kind of gave me a funny look and then just kind of looked around the classroom and then looked at me again. And he was like, well, why are you in here? And I said, this is the class you put me in, you know? So wow. it's unfortunate, but, um, you know, I, and, and that kind of uh, stigma, you know, kind of followed me through my career. Um, I think that often we as black women, when we are, have a strong personality and um, demand respect, sometimes it is not um, received well. Right, right. It's almost like your your growth to uh, becoming a pharmacist could have been stunted if you had you know listened. Yeah, to. Yes. Absolutely. So what 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 in you really um, helped you to persevere beyond those kinds of experiences, like the one that you you went through with your counselor? I think that my parents were definitely influential in that. They have always pushed me to be the best person that I can be in anything that I do. And, you know, my mother and my father are great examples of that, of, you know, making sure that, um, that I work hard at whatever I do, but also that, um, that I don't give up when somebody t tells me no. Right, right. So great, great examples that, that hopefully um, they've built your tenacity to kind of be able to um, withstand those kinds of discouragements. And, and, and we also have to just remember that, you know, um, delayed blessings are not denied blessings. And, absolutely. you know, you just have to keep pushing, definitely. Mm -hmm. So how can we, a part of what I'm, I'm hoping to achieve with um, these conversations is really to 
encourage more young people of color to pursue careers in STEM. So how can we, like what, what suggestions do you have? How do you think we can do that as, um, as you know, adults, um, more seasoned folks, I guess? <laughs> yes, more seasoned folks. More seasoned. I think um, exposure is a great way to do that. Mentoring programs, you know, a lot of people say, you know, you can't be what you can't see. And, Absolutely. and a lot of little people, um, if they see the positive impact and, you know, the, even if it's just like having a comfortable life, that can give them the drive to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, just making sure that our youth are exposed to positive images I think is the best way to encourage them to seek those positive lives for themselves. Right, right. So the, the, in your journey, the, like I said, as a little girl, you, you said you wanted to be a doctor and a lawyer. Mm-hmm. So is it, did you see someone? It's like, what sparked that in you to, you know, yes, I, age? Yes, I, I had, I mean, I had a cousin that was an attorney. Um, mm-hmm. And as far as a doctor, I don't really, I didn't have any exposure to that. But, you know, I've never been told that um, I couldn't do anything when I was growing up. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's like, I, I want to be this, I have a, a niece who has like a laundry list of things that she <laughs> wants to be. When she grows up, one includes like a veterinarian, but she also wants to be a hairstylist and she can be every single Anything one of thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And she can be all of them at once. Uh-huh. You know? And and I think that, um, I think that that encouragement is definitely helpful. Yeah. So, you know, we're in the midst of hopefully we're coming towards the end of this pandemic, but how has the pandemic impacted your career, if at all? Well, when I um, first started at the Beckley VA, I did a lot of face-to-face visits with veterans, Mm -hmm. Um, but my current position actually afforded me the opportunity to work at home even prior to the pandemic. Okay, perfect. Yes. So um, a lot of the things that I do are just based on chart reviews, phone calls. Um, But I will say that my contact with veterans via video has increased. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm able to actually care for them, but still see their faces through um, virtual visits. And I think that just medical, um, the medical field overall, has been impacted by the pandemic. And I think that you have seen an increase in virtual visits and consultations. And do you, do you envision that that would continue beyond the pandemic, the virtual uh, telehealth and virtual visits and all that? I definitely hope so, because I think that it improves access. You know, it's not like you have to wait to get a visit scheduled. I mean, like if you call and the doctor has an opening, they can schedule a virtual visit and you don't have to worry about traveling to, you know, you have the video. There's even technology for you to be able to get your vital signs and then be sent to the provider that you're seeing virtually. And they have that real-time data. So there, there are a lot of different things that you can be cared for virtually. And I'm hoping that that continues just so that people will have better access to medical care. Yes, absolutely. Um, kind of reflecting on your career path, what do you wish you, what do you know now that you wish you knew back when you were a student at WVU? 
Um, let's see. Well, I think the biggest thing is that um, 7 a.m. classes are not for me. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was one of my struggles. <laughs> but I think that also just not accepting no, because honestly, when I went to school at first, I still wanted to be a dual major. Um, and they told me no. And honestly, I wish I would have pushed a little bit more because I also wanted to go into accounting. Mm-hmm. But I think that um, understanding that like education is key, no matter what setting that you choose to obtain it in, it doesn't have to be in a traditional setting, but that education and continuing education is a great way to elevate yourself in whatever you're doing. Absolutely. And, and these days they're saying that not everyone may need a four-year degree because mm-hmm. there's, there's so many opportunities available for community college graduates. So, Absolutely. Uh, and you don't have to pay a lot for school for it to be valuable. Exactly. Because when, when you think of all the folks who, that when you have someone come to your house for, for plumbing, for electrical, it's, it's you know, you, you, you pay some serious money, you know, to those folks. So it's, and those are the kinds of careers that may not need a four-year degree. Absolutely. Kind of and keeping those options open. And, and some of them you can actually um, uh, get a lot of practice as an apprentice. Mm-hmm. And it's not even a formal type of training setting. That's right. So what's next for you as you look down the road? I know you're a new mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's next for you? Um, I honestly plan to retire from the VA. I absolutely love my job. Um, I get to work at the highest level of my degree because Mm -hmm. as I said, I'm a licensed independent practitioner. And um, just in case people aren't familiar with that, but you know how there are physician's assistants and nurse practitioners who work underneath a physician. Mm -hmm. I do a similar thing with the VA and I actually get to care for the veterans that I um, interact with on a daily basis independently and add the add medications you know change medications take away medications order labs and anything that I feel like they need to get them to the goals for things like diabetes hypertension Mm -hmm. high cholesterol so I definitely love what I do Um, I would like to be involved in more mentoring. Um, I think that the pandemic has definitely affected that, Um, you know, just being able to go into the schools and let um, little black girls and little black boys see people like us. Absolutely. So I'm hoping that we will be able to rev that up here very soon. And and you have a number of organizations that you work with. You want to mention a few of those? Absolutely. Um, I'm in one with you, (laughs) Incorporated, Charleston Institute, West Virginia chapter. I'm also a member of the Charleston Institute alumni chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Mm -hmm. And I'm the vice president of that um, chapter. I am a member of First Baptist Church, which I definitely miss my church family right now. Mm-hmm. And I am also the vice president of Project Care Community Advocates Ready to Empower. And that's something that some of my friends and I started when we saw a need in the community. So I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to getting back to just giving service. 
I definitely feel like that's one of the things that drives me in my life is just helping people and serving others. Is that a part of what sets your soul on fire, you would say, really being able to give back? Absolutely. I think that's probably why I chose the career path that I did, because I feel like I, I get to help people each and every day. And I, I think that I would have been able to do that, of, of course, as a physician and an attorney, if I chose those paths as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So in these days of when, you know, there's, um, there can be so much hope around what gives you hope? Like what really helps you to move forward day to day and to continue in your career and in your service and, and everything that you do? Like what gives you that hope? Um, I definitely think that my faith in God is what is the foundation of my hope. I know that he has something better planned for us all. And I know that we're gonna come out on the other side of this pandemic um, bigger and better. I hope that it's sometime soon, but I know that it's going to happen in his time. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Mormon, for being on Fostering Solutions. It was wonderful learning about your career in pharmacy, and um, I wish you all the best in your future endeavors. Thank you, Dr. Foster. Take care. You too.